0: Joining us now in the KYMN studios is Northfield's police chief, Mark Elliott. Chief, good morning. Thank you so much for coming in today. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, listeners. Let's, uh, we've got quite a bit to talk uh, talk about uh, this month. We have you on each month, uh, at least once a month. And uh, there are some things that are going on that I want to talk about. First of all... <laughs> It's, it's like a never ending story. There always seems to be like new fraud things. People come up with different ways to separate you from your money and that's going on again now. What's, what's the latest?
1: Yeah, Jeff, we certainly, you know, we see it ongoing, um, where, uh, folks are frauded, swindled out of, out of their hard earned money. And we have criminals out there, uh, trying to do that constantly. And, uh, I know we talked a little bit before the show. I just wanted to bring it up again. Um, just, uh, for folks to really be cautious when you get that odd email or, uh, someone contacting you, uh, phone call or whatever. And it, it just seems really odd to, you know, try to take precautions and, uh, contact you know if they're saying it's from your bank or something like that contact the bank if they say they're from the sheriff's office and there's a warrant for you or uh you know that your loved one your grandchild or whatever is uh, in jail and needs your bail money call the local sheriff department or the police department we're more than happy to help and if it is uh the case that they are there we'll be able to get to the bottom of that um you know just last week we had uh a uh, older couple that uh were swindled out of about a hundred thousand dollars and thankfully we became aware of it and were able to stop them from losing even more money, uh, Mm. and arrested someone who had traveled here, uh, from California that day to try to pick up an additional, uh, over a hundred thousand dollars from them. Wow. So, um, while we presented or prevented some of that, uh, we do know that from our reports and people are routinely swindled out of thousands of dollars. And, uh, if you have, uh, older parents grandparents things like that talk to them about this make sure they're aware of it um, you know I know that there are frequently ones where we get a call from a, a loved one a relative a caregiver power of attorney and say hey I'm seeing something that doesn't look right here and uh, we're trying to play catch-up then to find those responsible
0: hmm uh, once again Chief uh, Mark Elliott is with us let's move on from that to uh, a subject we haven't talked about in recently and that's fentanyl. Uh, is that, uh, where are we at as far as the whole fentanyl and opioid epidemic that's going on? Is that, does that come in waves here in town? Do you see it all the time? Is it constant? Tell us about that. Yeah, we pretty
1: much see it all the time right now with fentanyl. Um, the opioid epidemic of course started with, uh, Opioid prescription pills and misuse of those and fraudulently obtaining those uh, fraudulent pills being manufactured um, and then uh, sold as uh, genuine prescription pills. But, you know, in recent years, we've seen almost all of that switch over to fentanyl base. So even uh, folks that think they're buying a uh, prescription pill uh maybe black market prescription pill uh they're not they're uh fentanyl mixture and we're seeing it mixed in with our other drugs too such as methamphetamine and cocaine which we never saw that years ago Uh, so that continues to be prevalent and we just want people to be aware of it um there's a high overdose risk um for any uh, illicit drugs. If you're not getting from a pharmacy, you just don't know what's in there and you don't know what's mixed in with it. Um, And really high risk. Uh, You know, locally, we're trying to address that as best we can. We've had the mobile opioid support team for years, free services for folks. And uh, most recently, I know I've talked about it with you and uh, on the air uh, with Rich as well as our Uh, PARD program, or Police Assisted Recovery and Deflection. So folks that are uh, battling with substance use disorder, we can get them into treatment, get them connected with resources. And of course, we have many places in our community where folks can get free Narcan, uh, which can assist if someone does overdose. So uh, we have it available at the police department. They can ask an officer for it. We'll get them connected with uh, um, Narcan and uh, also available at our public library as well. Um, so folks can uh, get it there if they need it.
0: Have you seen? Have the officers had to use that? Do they have to use the uh, Narcan on a regular basis? How often does that happen?
1: Yeah, we're. I would say probably averaging monthly. Um, I know we had a couple, uh, uses of Narcan here, uh, last month, um, a little more than usual. And one of them was on the same person, uh, multiple times, uh, were called back there. So, and we know these are folks that are battling obviously with substance use disorder and continue to use and services are offered to them. We can't force them to take those services, but, uh, we certainly hope that they'll get to a point where they, uh, want to make a change in their life.
0: All right, let's move on to the uh, annual report. You uh, give your annual report to the city council each year is February, so you've had time to put that all together. Now, uh, what does it look like? Yeah, so we just uh, finished
1: our 2022 annual report. Um, a little behind, of course. We some of the information we put in there are comparisons to our peer communities in the area, and uh, we have to wait till after July when uh, the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension has their uh, official crime book out, which has stats for all different communities uh, based on our FBI reporting of crimes. Um, so it took a little longer uh, to get that out, but we have that out. It's available on the uh, police page on the on the city website um, where folks can look. And we have information about the, the department and some changes that we had in 2022, uh, as well as a lot of statistics that are listed in there. So folks can uh, look at that, see uh, what type of crimes and calls for service are popular here in Northview. Um, you know, what we respond to, as well as looking at what the comparison is to other communities uh around us of about the same size.
0: And that is available on the city's website? It Pretty is. easy to find.
1: Uh, yep. It's right on the police uh webpage, uh about part way down, mm-hmm. halfway down or so. There's uh 2022 annual report is on there
0: all right have to check that out and folks the uh city's website through the years has gotten a lot better you can find stuff on there now fairly easily where there was a time where it was less easy (laughs) yes our communication
1: department is doing a great job with that it's been an emphasis you know the city council uh within the last few years have said we really want to make sure we're communicating and making information available to our citizens whether it's on city projects that we have going on or just general information so Mm -hmm. uh yeah certainly uh in the last five years i've been here i've noticed uh, a, a big increase in the amount of information available but also uh the ease of using this
0: website absolutely let's move on uh there's one thing i wanted to talk to you about in particular and that is the school resource officers last year at the legislative session our uh, legislators passed some i guess new laws or new guidelines i guess they they would be laws if they were passed uh but it changed how school resource officers can operate, can do their job. Maybe you're you'll be a lot better at explaining this than 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 I am. But uh, anyway, there has that's been very, I guess, controversial. There's been a lot of talk about that. And maybe this year they'll change some things again. Where are we at there with the school resource officers?
1: Yeah, so last year they made some changes uh, in a couple sections of laws, primarily around uh, school personnel, but they included uh, contracted police officers or school resource officers in that language, which basically classified them as a school employee and not as a police officer uh, when they are um, at the schools and acting in that capacity. Uh, And as you know, uh, last year after that law changes, there there were a lot of uh, police departments that pulled out, of having SROs in the schools because they were concerned about uh, the law and what that meant and what the officer could or couldn't do um, in that school setting. And, uh, the, again, those laws just applied to school resource officers, not to all the other officers, of course, from 2020 on, we saw some uh, significant changes in policing in Minnesota and uh, changes in police reform, Um, a lot of things that made sense, a lot of things that clarified uh, how officers uh, operate. Um, and for the most part, uh, those were fairly well received and we modernized the way we do things uh, as a profession across the state. Um, and then this year, what has come back uh, to the legislature is what's been referred to as a fix to that SRO uh, legislation and really just trying to make it clear that police officers, uh, whether they're a school resource officer or or not, operate under the same guidelines for use of force um, and we've seen instances where that's been throughout the state where that's been a, a problem with the new law. And uh, in cases where um, a student has not been able to be calmed down or uh, controlled, I would say, uh, of course, school districts, police officers, all well-trained in de-escalation techniques and verbalization to try to calm folks down. But sometimes that's not always effective, and uh, the new legislation really limits officers' ability to respond when that's not the case.
0: So, so l- let me uh, interject here for yeah. just a moment or so. Um, if I if I have this right. Uh, a, a, what you would call a regular police officer from outside the school. It's not a a school resource officer. They can still operate under the guidelines and laws that they would with any other person uh, not associated with the school. It's just the school resource officer as an employee of the school, cannot do I have all that right? That's correct, a- and that's mainly use of force, restraining people. Uh, you know, more of a physical sense, I guess. Correct. Okay. Yes. I just want to make sure we got all that right. It was clear to uh, our listeners what they were, uh, what they're listening to. Yeah, and so
1: this year there's a bill going through to amend that to just clarify that uh, police officers are police officers no matter where in their Community, and they're governed by those same rules of force that they have everywhere else. Um, of course, SROs, uh, for the most part, understand they're operating in a different environment and uh, certainly try to um, de escalate whenever they can. But sometimes you get in those situations where uh, a student's not listening or their safety is in danger. You know, I can give you one example where uh, we had a 10 year old that was uh, out of control, has some. Um, some issues, I would say, just in operating day-to-day, needs some special care, and uh, was trying to leave the building. And I think most of us think a 10-year-old that's having um, issues, especially coping and mental health issues, probably isn't real safe for them to be just out walking around in the community and this law of course restricts what school personnel and SRO can do Um, so then you need to call an officer and hopefully I mean not every community has an officer available you know right away all the time so then you have to call another officer to come and and deal with this and try to uh, restrain or control that child to keep them in a safe environment. Um, so, situations like that, we want to be sure that officers can respond appropriately um, to be able to make sure that child 's in a in a safe place
0: yeah, I, I could uh, uh, imagine that in some circumstances uh, Having to call an outside officer to come in—that may take them five, ten minutes, or maybe even longer, depending on you know what the situation they're handling at that time. A lot can happen in that short amount of time. A lot of a lot of bad things could potentially happen. You've had so the Northfield Police Department has had some situations uh, over the course of the past year since that law was enacted where you you did have to bring in some outside officers.
1: Yeah, that happens routinely. Jeff. Okay, I, last week we had four times. That officers had to respond
0: hmm. well wow. um, that... that's
1: taking them away from other duties in the community as well so not only are they needing with the longer response time and several of those situations our sro was present at the time it's just they couldn't um, wow do that now i know last year uh the attorney general gave a uh, opinion on what the law meant and kind of i would say uh Gave the okay for some force to be used, if appropriate, Um, but it was an opinion that it's not the same as a law, and there has been no case law on this up to this point, so officers really don't have a definitive... um, I guess, message or understanding of exactly what will happen if they do use force in this situation. It's a case-by-case uh, scenario, and we have at least one county attorney in the state that has said they would charge an officer for that. So mm. it really leaves officers in a bad spot of trying to make decisions without a lot of guidance. So the main reason behind asking for this clarification from the legislature is to offer uh, more concrete guidance.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, that gets us to, uh, you know, you, you throw in politics to that mix, and you never know what going to happen uh, the legislature passed that last year are they do do does it seem like uh they're amenable to uh altering that or are changing that has this become kind of a political football uh or do you think we'll see some uh, substantial changes this year
1: well it's certainly become a political football it was last year and i know when uh several groups were asking for clarification, uh, at that time that there were, uh, I don't know, 30 or more, uh, legislators um, all democrat that had said no this is what we intended and we're not going to change it Uh, there's calls for the governor to call a special session and he said he wasn't going to do that Um, this year uh, with some changes and some of the changes that are coming forth are requiring quite a bit of additional training for SROs mandating that they have this if they're going to be working in the schools to address some of those concerns that folks have um, about Teaching uh, our SRO officers—I mean, they're already getting de-escalation, but continued de-escalation training, child development training, some of those type of things, so they have a better understanding um, of. Uh you know, what we want them to understand when they're working in the school, how how children, how adolescents respond, um, how their brain develops, those type of things. So lots of good things, I think, for additional training that makes sense. But we should also have some clarification in that, and hopefully we'll get there. I know that yesterday um, the Senate, I th- I believe it's the Education Policy Committee passed uh, this out of their committee. But on the House side, uh, there hasn't been that, uh, that same moving forward of it, and there's been a little more discussion there. So we'll see where it comes. I'm hoping that they can clarify for officers so we can understand um, uh, exactly the environment that we're operating in and what's expected.
0: Boy, policing is uh, a lot different now (laughs) than it was 30 years ago when you got into the business.
1: (laughs) That it was. uh, Lots of changes. In fact, interesting you bring that up. One of the uh, letters I saw for uh, testimony on this bill was from uh, an educator that's been retired for over 20 years and talking about what the scenario was there and the way our school systems operate now compared to 20 years ago, (laughs) the way our police department operates now compared to 20 years ago. There's just so many changes Mm -hmm. in that. So I'm hopeful that, uh, the legislature will listen to current, uh, superintendents, building principals, uh, special education folks that uh, work in that area right now, as well as police officers, uh, that are working in the schools. And, uh, we can come up with some, uh, common sense, uh, answers uh to the questions that are out there
0: all right well we'll be following that through the uh, legislature this year chief we're out of time thank you so much for coming in appreciate it and we'll talk to you again next month sounds great jeff have a good day and same to your listeners all right